podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. going to be in 2 Kings chapter 13. Um, and with it being January, anybody notice that? The longest month of the calendar year. It's at least four months long, January, isn't it? But uh, in, in January, I, I don't know whether you've noticed, that I'm, I'm sure you have, but advertising is absolutely rife, isn't it? For the healthier you, the better version of you. If you do this, you can achieve this. If you eat right, if you go to the gym, if you exercise regularly. And January, for whatever reason, is the time of year where the advertisers, the gym memberships, all of those things, they, they tell us that this is what we have to do to exercise a little bit more and to eat a little bit less or maybe a little bit healthier. And the truth is that we all, and, and you might think that you don't, but listen to me, we all buy into it in one way or another. And, and whether it just be that subconscious decision to not eat that last slice of pizza, whether it be that, that moment where instead of having standard potato, you have sweet potato, because you've been told there are less carbs in sweet potato. You, you, you know those little decisions that you make that are just there, because in one way or another, we buy into it. But all the, the gyms and all the personal trainers, they're trying to push us, to motivate us, and, and they usually do this with catchphrases. Get ready. It's time to achieve your goal. I maybe should have said it with an American accent. Hang on. <laughs> no. I, do you know, for a moment, it played in my head and it came out Australian. <laughs> so I'll, I'll hold that there. Uh, no secrets, no shortcuts, just hard work. <sighs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> Nothing worth having comes easy. You're motivated yet? <laughs> the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Mark Twain, that one. Clearly, nobody's impressed. <laughs> But you see, they go on and they go on and they go on. But essentially, they're trying to get us to buy into what they would call long-term gains. Eating right, doing exercise, they say give us long-term gains. And with that, well, they're trying, of course, to get a 12-month subscription that you only go for one month for. Don't. You, you've got to watch them, all right? You won't. You've got to sign up for 12 months, and come February, we've all switched off anyway. But be careful with that. It, it, they're, they're trying. They're winning, of course. But rather, than what they do really want us to do is they want to make us realize that it's going to take some hard work, and it's going to take some commitment to perhaps achieve what you want to achieve. And that doesn't just mean this January thing, as in he eating right or exercising more. Um, but what they're saying is this long-term gain, uh, long-term hard work will bring about the gains that we're after, uh, and it will be hard, but it will be worth it. 
And following on from last week, where we looked at what's new, with a question mark, what's new, it struck me that we can make some changes as we remember the truth and the life that we found in Christ, but sticking to them, well, that's not so easy, is it? We can make the change because we've understood what Christ has done for us. We've accepted Christ as Savior. We understand the change that that's made in our lives. And we want to do the right thing. We want to live right. But it's hard work, isn't it? And sticking to how God has called us to live takes commitment and dedication. And I've titled this morning's message... It may hurt a little. It may hurt a little. And we're taking our reading from 2 Kings 13, verse 14 through 19. Let me read this to you. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14 through 19. Now Elisha was suffering from illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. Elisha said, get a bow and some arrows. And he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram. Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Armenians at Aphek. Then he said, take some arrows. And the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. Elisha died and was buried. They're interesting verses, aren't they? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that we have the opportunity this morning to just come together and look into your word. And Father, as we've seen these verses now, we just pray that you might just open up your scripture to us, that our hearts and our minds might be receptive to all that you've got to say to us. Father, may we take this opportunity with both hands. May we realize what you are trying to call us to. May we realize what you've called us to. And Father, may we just live out this life for you. Speak to us now, we pray through your word. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a a real glimpse, this passage, into a king's distress. As the prophet of Israel, Elisha, he's dying. And the king knows that Elisha, while he's of greater worth than the horsemen and the chariots. It's all right having horsemen and chariots, but if you've not got God on your side, it's irrelevant. doesn't matter how big your army is, if God is not on your side, you don't stand a chance. It does not matter one bit. If you remember David, he took a sling and a stone and he defeated a giant and an entire army backed down because one man had God. And that is what the Lord is trying to show us here. Jehoash comes to Elisha in distress. And Elisha shows him, look, God is still in control. 
Don't worry, I'm dying, but God isn't going to leave Israel. Don't worry, I'm going, but God is not going to leave Israel. And Elisha gets them to fire an arrow out of the window. And Jehoash receives confirmation and comfort that God is going to deliver them from the oppression of the Aram armies or the Armenians. But what happens next seems to be a direct result of that verse in verse 17. Let me read verse 17 for you. They opened opened the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, Elisha declared. You will completely destroy the Arameans at Efek. And then this happens, verse 18 and 19. Take the arrows, and the king took them. Elisha told him to strike the ground. I just so happened to have a prop this morning. That's why you're wondering, why has he not got the Rome about microphone? I need it. You want to be careful. Kev, this hurts, doesn't it? I say that because Kev has been hit with one of these um, at a very short distance, at full pelt. Um, Joel's still suffering the consequences of that. (laughs) What do you reckon? Would I make an archer? Is anybody... (laughs) I'll take the arrow out. I don't want to hurt anybody. (laughs) If you're willing to put it on your head, brother, I'm willing to shoot. But you see, with a bow and arrow, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, well, it takes a bit of effort. In fact, this is actually, there's quite a bit of tension in this. If I... Clayton's thinking, what what is he doing? But I guess that the more you... The more you pull it, lol's panicking. I've had a go, don't worry. The more you pull it, the harder it is. You see, the more you, the more you stretch. And, and the king, well, he decides, well, he's told me to shoot at the ground. So from the window, he, he shoots at the ground. He does it once. He does it twice. He does it three times. And then all of a sudden, Elisha's absolutely frustrated with him. He's like, why did you only shoot three times? Shoot five or six. And if you'd have done that, if you'd have shot five or six times, you would have completely destroyed Aram. But you haven't. So you'll only defeat them three times. And that got me to thinking. You see, because for you and me, when we look at it and we sort of go, well, you know, what's new? And the Lord shows us what's new and what's fresh. And he tells us about all that he's done for us. And we see that in all its beauty and all its splendor. And then we realize that if all we've got to do is put in that effort, that's all we've got to do. All we've got to do is pull back the bow. And God will do the rest. But I don't know. I mean, holding it there is hard work. And actually, I can feel already that it's wanting to pull me back and it's difficult to keep it there and it's difficult to do it more than once or maybe twice and it's certainly hard work to do it more than three and now my arm is getting tired and now I'm beginning to start to sweat because it's not easy and you see there's a bit of a struggle going on because my whole body is saying stop but me I, I refuse to give up 
until it really starts to hurt. And now it's starting to hurt in the joint between my elbow. And now I'm starting to think it should really stop because, and, and everything inside of me is going, do you know what? Just, just, just relax a bit, just a bit. And then if I relax a bit, well, that does feel a lot better, actually. And actually, you know, well, if I just, oh. That was hard work for a while, that was. You know, Elisha's been really clear with Jehoash what he should do. He said to him, strike the ground. So he does it, and he does it only three times because the effort is almost too much. He says, do it five or six times, and you would have completely destroyed the enemy. But because you've only done it three times, then you'll only defeat him three times. Basically, the enemy won't go away. The enemy will not go away. You know, church, it struck me that we are in exactly the same position. You see, because if we're not careful, we too get stuck in verse 17. Remember what verse 17 said. Listen, Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans. Where? At a place. You could miss that, couldn't you? Because later on, he says, well, you'll only defeat them three times. Hang on, you said I'd completely destroy them. No, only at that place. And you see, if you're not careful, we find ourselves in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 47. At 57, sorry. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I sit there and I dwell there and it's wonderful. And that's not wrong. It's not wrong to sit there and to enjoy it. What's wrong is to sit there, put your feet up and forget about what the Lord has called you to. What's wrong is to sit there and dwell in that moment on and on and on. And in verse 17, Jehoash has received his absolute declaration that all he was after was God saying, or was Elisha saying through God, or God saying through Elisha, sorry, that this is what you are going to do. And he was dwelling there. And we can do exactly the same. And it soon becomes a problem. Because pulling back the bow is hard work. It's not always easy to pray, is it? You're obviously better than me. (laughs) But it's not always easy to pray, is it? It's not always easy to sit down with your Bible and a study note and start looking at what Scripture says. And it's not always easy to get ourselves out to church on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday evening. It's not always easy to put ourselves out and to help and to serve as the Lord has called us to do. It's not always easy to give of our time, our treasure and our talent. And if we're not careful, the bow becomes really difficult. And if I just relax a little bit, I'll feel better about it because there won't be so much effort and I can just start to breathe a little bit. And we live in a place where the bow gets harder to pull back and the truth of verse 17 sits on our hearts. And if we're not careful, we get lazy. And before long, we are defeated and the enemy gets a victory. Church, you know, this is the word of the Lord. And we need to take heed, we need to listen, and we need to learn from it. And if we do then, if we listen, if we're willing to heed, if we're willing to see what the Lord's got to say, in Proverbs 16 and verse 3 says this, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Commit to Him 
all in, not partly in, not just a little bit, not one foot, not a foot and a half, not a foot and three quarters, but all in, both feet. We go all in. If we commit to the Lord, we keep pulling back the bow, we don't give up, we don't let go, and remember, the enemy's ready to pounce. But he will not win when the bow's in tension. You know, the Bible tells us that the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion. He isn't one, just like one. But I don't know whether you've ever seen a hunter. And when that arrow and that bow is in tension... I've never seen an animal run towards that. In fact, they run in the opposite direction. And when we have the bow tensioned, when we have the bow in full tension, then the enemy is not going to win. Why? Well, because my God's bigger. My God is better. My God is stronger. My God is able. The Bible tells me that he has already won. The Bible tells me that he has the victory. The Bible tells me that if I stand with him, if I draw near to him, what will he do to me? Well, he'll draw close to me. And if God's on my side, right at the beginning, if God's on my side, is the enemy going to win? Oh, come on, church. If God is on my side, who can stand against me? The enemy will not and cannot win. I am in Christ. So what does that mean? I have the victory. You know, these verses here, if we're not careful, we read over them as just a historical references to things that went by. But the Bible teaching that's in there is enough to grow us and to shape us that, Lord, I want to point that arrow at the ground and I want to keep going. I don't want to fade off after two or three or four. I want to keep going because clearly it shows us there that if Jehoah should have just kept placing the arrows and it had just kept firing, it realized the full victory. Church, let's not stop at one. Let's not stop at two. Let's not stop at three. You know, we're 10 years old this year. Let's not stop at 10. Let's keep pulling back the bow. Let's keep letting those arrows go. And let's expect that God is going to do what he's promised he will do, that the gates of hell are not going to come against this church. Amen. This is the God we serve. This is the word of the Lord that spoke to us this morning. And let's be absolutely sure that there is hard work and there is commitment that comes into what the Lord is doing. It doesn't come for free. It takes hard work and effort from us as a church. Salvation is a free gift from the Lord. We've accepted that. Let's not sit on it. Let's not dwell in it. Let's push on and see what God's got for us. Amen? I'm going to put on a media. Um, we've seen it before, I think. It's called New Wine. It's by Hillsong. Listen to the words and understand that there is a challenge, that in the crushing is where the perfection comes. And let's see what God's got to say to us. You are making new 
just want to thank you for your goodness, Father, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, may you make us whatever you want us to be. Father, may we be ready. May we be committed. May we be ready to serve you in whatever way that you've called us to do. Father, we thank you that you loved us enough to give your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for each one of us. And Father, this morning we just thank you for your word. And we pray, Father God, that you would just help us to dig in, to push forward for you into this new year. Father, with excitement and anticipation that you're going to do something new. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us. Bless us now as we share together, as we enjoy a time as a family together. And Father, part us too with your blessing, we pray. We ask these things in Jesus' name. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.